0: <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adoranti, and joining me today on the podcast is one of the funny girls of the Boys Don't Like Funny Girls podcast, Libby. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hi. and And your dog Delta's with us, too. Delta is here. Delta Schmelta. I love her. So if you guys hear any... Bone chewing in the background, that's just Delta, it's no ghosts. You okay? She's okay. She's fine. You fine. So how's your week? How you been? I've been okay.
1: Just did an Olympics dive. So it's been a good entertaining week of television. Good for you. (laughs) That's all I have to say.
0: (laughs) I do not watch the Olympics really. Oh, you're missing out. I mean, sure. I'm sure I am. Um, but I do enjoy like reading your tweets about it, so I mean, you know, thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, any news, anything funny happened to you this week? Anything good? Um, I should have practiced
1: before the podcast, but no, there's honestly like my life has been so boring. It's just uh, it's family day weekend here, so we have a long weekend, which is great.
0: U.S. has it too, right? They uh, I don't President's know if they have. Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, but still. everyone can have a, a Monday off.
0: Yeah, have a good Monday off. Yeah. Sorry about your president. Next, <laughs> <laughs> I just lost half my listeners. Yes. They're like, "That's enough of this. Yeah, that's enough." You don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know America's hat. You don't even know <laughs> yeah. Canada because it's better on top. Okay, so I wouldn't know. okay well you've reached love line this is dr drew
1: (laughs) oh i'm the the annoying guy then what was his name i
0: don't don't know um my week was it was it's been a week i mean yeah good and bad mostly bad yeah the one good thing was i got my glasses finally which i was excited about they're nice you have great eyelashes on today too oh yeah i have fake eyelashes on today I feel very privileged. I'm
1: glad you dressed up for me. <laughs> I didn't
0: put any makeup on. I, know. I just wanted
1: to try to see what these eyelashes looked like. Tell the people. They're the magnetic ones. They're magnetic any,
0: eyelashes. So Any women
1: or men who are interested in that? Anyone
0: who's interested in that. They look amazing. Yeah. I'm really impressed. I was impressed too. I feel like they're a little much though. Like they're not for everyday use, which was unfortunate. I really wanted ones that were like, Because I don't want to, I don't want to get eyelash extensions. That's expensive. It's not even that it's like, yes, it is expensive. That is definitely one of the things that I, that I like, one of the reasons why I'm not getting them, but also because just like fake nails, I don't trust it. I feel like long-term use is going to like damage them permanently type thing. So like, I don't trust fake nails either. Like when people are like, oh, it's just shellac. I'm like, I don't trust it. I just. Spent. I don't
1: have the disposable
0: income for that. I, I know, I know. Me either. Like I have look a mortgage at these gym bills. Look at these little nubs. These are mine. I just paint them. Oh. I just paint them. Oh, I just like,
1: just file them down. No, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I just keep them nice I and just short.
0: Rip them off with my teeth.
1: Oh, I just think everyone um, should know that you do look lovely oh,
0: today. Yeah. So I bought the magnetic eyelashes because I wanted long beautiful eyelashes like all the other girls in the world right now with their eyelash extensions and so i was like but i don't want to commit to these fake eyelashes because then you have to get them filled it's such a hassle whatever and like i get laser hair removal already like that's already Whoa. a huge expense you know what i mean so like that's that's my no, splurge on beauty i was I actually I at
1: a at a bridal show with my friend who's getting married next year or this year this mm-hmm. fall And, uh, you know how they're like different booths of like things that people need for their wedding days. So we're walking by and all of a sudden this girl goes, hi, would you like to spin our wheel for your chance to have laser hair removal? And like, she targeted me out of like the group of friends. (laughs) And I just, I just stood there. I was like, what? And she's like, you're like me probably have like really bad, like upper lip hair. And I was just like, go
0: fuck yourself.
1: I was like, uh huh. I'm like, I'm just trying to make this all about my friend today, so. Because it's her wedding. Yeah. Bye. But then I just like walked around with like my hand on. Oh, oh no, I didn't.
0: honey. Honey. Okay. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. No, 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 no. I uh, no, I get laser hair removal. I don't care. Okay. It's awesome because it lasts like forever, and that's okay, okay. Delta. You be good girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it lasts forever, and and that's my beauty splurge. That's what I splurge on. I don't pay to get my hair done. My aunt cuts my hair. She's a hairdresser. I don't get it dyed. I mean, yeah. And my my one beauty slurge is having my laser hair removal. So I went out and I bought these magnetic eyelashes.
1: They look and amazing. It's like
0: two different strips for I'm each trying eye. Trying to take a picture for your,
1: for your everybody. I'm being
0: assaulted. No, by this dog. Um, it's like two strips of eyelashes for each eye. One for the like one goes on top of your. eye top eyelashes one goes underneath them and they like they have tiny little magnets in them and they just magnetize together and they are just like having fake eyelashes but i don't have to glue them on so i don't have to like rip them off and rip out any hair and um i don't have to get them filled which is really nice so i just wanted to try them i'm not wearing any other makeup except i put these on just because i wanted to get the hang of like putting oh. them on
1: no I'm really impressed Thank you Because yeah I mean We'll get into the ghost stuff But
0: I know well, Putting on Putting we'll on the
1: uh, <laughs> Putting them on is like A job in itself Yeah Like you have to have that Like magnifying mirror And like but the right amount s- of glue
0: Oh it's so much e- Like it's not yeah. like that at all With these ones and can right. you put
1: mascara on them Or no Do You
0: actually Yeah you can mm-hmm. So I put mascara on my Regular lashes first oh. And then I kind of Stick the top ones Like I smush them Into my eyelashes So that when I go to put the bottom ones on, the top ah. ones aren't like, falling off or anything like that.
1: And they feel secure? They feel
0: secure. Like if you cried, what would happen? They, nothing because they're oh. magnets. Like it's not like the glue is going to fall off. Oh, I already oh. cried today. You saw so, me. And where did you buy them? <laughs> I got them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how much were they? I where did even, you buy them? You don't even
0: know how much they were. Plug them nationally. I, got, I know, right? Like I'm not getting paid for this, by the way. Um, I got, <laughs> I got them at, <laughs> as seen on TV shows. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Cause I looked, I literally <laughs> just Googled magnetic lashes cause I was going to buy them online. And the very first link was like TV showcase. And that's so why I clicked on it cause I was prepared to buy it. But then it said the closest store to you, Lime Ridge in stock. And I was like, oh, I'll just go and pick them up today then. I don't have to mm-hmm. wait for them to come in the mail. So,
1: you like them. <laughs> I know that, but I thought you were gonna say like uh, like shoppers, shoppers drug no, mark. No shoppers Sephora.
0: No, no, it's as seen on TV. They come in a really cute carrying case mm-hmm. and they come with those like demi wispies, like ah, the corner ones, and the like full set. So these are the full set.
1: I like it. Thank you. So Thanks. I'm sure you could order them online.
0: Yeah, you can. Yeah, and then you can on just your- be like I got them online.
1: Yeah, I was going to say TV showcase. I ordered them online on the Magnetic Eyelash Squarespace website. (laughs) How did they make their website with Squarespace? Squarespace.
0: (laughs) I shouldn't be doing this. No, I need need them to pay me. No, they will. Um, Actually, I mean, well, this is a good segue, but. on the last podcast that we recorded which mm-hmm. i never posted thank you i you're, you're welcome <laughs> cuz i listened to it and i'll let you listen to it later no but i don't ever want to hear was, it i was impressed by how well i did and then i but from the from the get go like i was like oh i can never post this from the very first sentence that you spoke i was like it's never it's not happening and before okay chrissy was with us that night oh god and before she left she turned and looked at me and she went she is in no state to podcast, and you know it. And <laughs> she left. So, it's every. Fine, okay, whatever. so, like.
1: We I were both very oh drunk. Oh, no, very, we were both very, very drunk. I mean, this is not something that happens often. Like, we're no. not drinking tonight or anything. No. But just something about when you're in your own home and you have wine and you just let your guard down. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. And
1: maybe you just say things that you don't mean. Oh,
0: no, it wasn't. You didn't say anything awful. Like, oh. you didn't say anything where I was like, oh, I can never post this because the I, backlash I will receive. I thought we started talking about cultural appropriation. We We, we talked about how my mom. We did, okay. <laughs> we talked about how when I was a child, I saw the movie Pocahontas, and my mom let me go as Pocahontas for Halloween. Love it. And I was like, we can't do that. Like back then, I don't think anybody batted an eyelash at it because the movie Pocahontas had just come out, and I was a child. But today, like, I would never put my kid in, in a no costume no like no that. no. You know what I mean? But. To my mom, she was like, "Oh, she's a Disney princess, Pocahontas." Fair, but that—that's what we talked about. It wasn't—it wasn't like like salacious. Oh, because like, I was... like, it was gonna ruin my life. Okay, but good. It was more the fact that both of us were like by the by the middle of it, both of us were like slurring our words. Oh yeah, and I actually didn't finish listening to it because I was like, this is embarrassing for me. This is embarrassing For me, for you. no, <laughs> honestly, like
1: ugh, I can't even. Like, we drink, like, what? Like, at least a, we bottle, a bottle of each. each.
0: Yeah, at least a bottle each.
1: Not good. Guys, yeah. don't do that. And wine hangovers, not, not fun. Not fun.
0: They're the worst ones.
1: Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, we were talking about this. Like, you and I, like, we we're all having a good Saturday night. Like, yeah. your friend came over, or your best friend came over oh, with yeah. her baby. Yeah. And, like, but sometimes I just miss the fact that we used to, like, go out and have places to go.
0: I know. And you know what's so funny is that. I think Chrissy had sent a message being like, we want to go out this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't. I'm saving up to go to Australia. Like, I'm not spending any money. Well, my plan for Australia is no longer. I'm not going. So I feel bad now because I totally forgot it was this Saturday. We could have totally gone out.
1: Oh, that's okay. But we, we could we 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 can we couldn't always do go out another night. Out
0: tonight. So we're watching the dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next. I won't even <laughs> no, get into that. Fine. But no, you're right. I think I think it'd just be so nice to just go out, get dressed and get up, drunk. and then go, no, not even get drunk, I but just go drunk. out and be like, "Hey guys, want
0: want some of this?" What's up? I'm thirty now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is thirty. Yeah, that's fine. Ooh. My sister tweeted something really funny the other day. It was Valentine's Day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's younger. She's 27.
1: Mm. And she
0: was like, everyone at work thinks I had a really great Valentine's Day because I came in wearing the same clothes that I was wearing yesterday. But I actually just fell asleep on my mom's couch. <laughs> 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 this is 27. And I was that's like, it gets so worse funny. when you're 30. So.
1: <laughs> that's so funny.
0: But yeah. And that's that's uh, that's about it. And then other than that, this week has just been full of disappointment after disappointment.
1: I yeah me as well. I tried to like make it like really like oh fun like just in case someone I know listens to this. But yeah, yeah, it's been like a shit
0: show. Just like yeah, like personally in my personal life, in my family life, mm-hmm. in my work life, like everything is just bad, and like I just don't feel happy about any any aspect of my life. Yeah, and then then the shooting happened in Florida. Oh gosh, yeah, and like that was tough. Anytime something like that happens, it's really tough because uh, somebody that I followed on Twitter posted something about how their therapist had mentioned to them, like, it's okay to log off when things like this happen mm-hmm. until you can feel normal again because, like, we're not made to process human suffering at this scale. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, every day it's something, especially with, with um, I guess, what's going on in the States right now. Yeah. I mean... It's really not, tough. Yeah, it's just – it's hard. It's hard and it's, like, infuriating is what it is. Like, I get furious about it. One so. of my
1: former classmates, his cousin was actually shot. Oh, my but God. But he's sur- – like, he survived. He's just yeah. – but he was shot in Jesus. the shooting. And it, it just kind of added to that. Not that it needs to hit close to home. but No, no I'm like you. So, I, I have to stay off. I have to stay have off to stay off just yeah. because it's too much for me.
0: Yeah.
1: So. But I think we're definitely – not to, you know – like dismiss that topic but like Mm -hmm. I think like we have to find like and this is good for us to like hang out and like talk about it and Mm -hmm. share our feelings but like I'm trying really hard to like shake myself out of it yeah otherwise there's just no there's no help for me absolutely I'll just stay in bed and sleep for like 18 hours absolutely
0: I know the one thing that I take comfort in is watching these young people oh use my god their voice to speak out
1: and they're so articulate like i yeah. think i don't know i don't really like i don't know if i could have been so articulate and no. and have like be such, a manic
0: mask like oh I me too be, i would be they're so
1: composed and yeah. they're so i don't know it was just a lot especially with their cell phone videos i think when we were you know 20 years ago was columbine and that was mm. 20 was that 20 years ago yeah they
0: don't even make the was it top 10
1: list of well that's crazy but like the the footage you didn't have like cell phone footage from inside classes and i just think what broke me was like the video of like the kids being visibly upset or like the text messages to their parents that killed me but i feel like it's necessary for people to see how yes much this is affecting these kids
0: absolutely yeah
1: because otherwise i mean so much is put on the 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 shooter
0: but I feel like... See, that kills me too. Mm-hmm. I um, I watched this... There's a thing on Crave TV, which I have through Bell. Not an ad, because mm-hmm. I don't even like Bell. Um, but they, there's a thing on Crave TV. Uh, um, I'm like super into true crime. So there's a, a TV series called American Shooter. And it's about all different types of mass shootings that have happened in the United States. And each episode is focused on a different event. And there was this one... And I can't remember, I feel, see, this is the thing. I feel bad. Like, I can't remember anything about the victim. The only thing I remember was that his parents were lobbying about how the media needs to take responsibility in the way that they report these things. So instead of focusing on the shooter and... His life and things that were going on with him, mm-hmm. you need to focus on the victims. Yes, it's important to let us know who the shooter is, but you don't have to repeat his name. No. You don't have to tell us about his home life. You don't have to tell us anything about him. Well, I think really. that
1: happens with like any crime. Like it always becomes about the person who's still here instead of like the victim. But I think the thing about being able to see like the faces of these kids that like were the victims is that it makes you put it like a they're not a statistic anymore until yes, the next one absolutely and i don't know I, I i think it's good that there's this big political discussion but i just think like we have to remember that there are kids who aren't going to school anymore I and know. there's p- parents who don't have kids anymore it's awful
0: i know and whatever sorry. you
1: believe i'm sure that people who are either pro-gun or like you know second amendment i think everyone can agree that kids shouldn't go to school and be shot everybody can agree yeah, on that. absolutely yeah Yeah. But, no, it was a horrible week.
0: Yeah. Horrible week. That also was something that puts, like, the reason why I brought it up was that it just put things into perspective, Mm -hmm. obviously. So, you know, I think, like, oh, what a shitty week. I'm having a shitty time at work. I'm having a shitty time with my family. I'm having a shitty time with my Mm -hmm. friends, whatever. And then something like that happens and you're just like, fuck, like, I have nothing. Nothing to worry about. Like, there's nothing for me to complain about here. Anyways, so... It was a shitty week, everyone, right? I think we can all agree it was a shitty fucking week. Good. Well, you've got some ghost stories. I've got some ghost stories. Let's hit it. Okay. The first one I'm going to read. I'm um, trying to,
1: sorry, I should let everyone know that I'm again, once again, trying to conjure Marie's ghost in her house.
0: No. So I think we should all just not. take a minute. Oh my God, you're not doing We it. should just close
1: our eyes. No. Light some candles and try Don't. to get some ghosts up in here. Don't. So if there's any ghosts that want to give us a sign for this podcast, I'm not we inviting are a, them in. And this we is are, my,
0: this is my pod. This and is my what home. about just your grandpa? No, he's not, like, he is welcome to be in the home, but not to make himself visible. He mm-hmm. knows this. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked. So
1: Okay. I just thought it would
0: like liven it up a little bit. <laughs> no, we have enough of that in episode two and three. Everyone's those were good. really good. I think everyone
1: should go listen good. to those
0: That's what I do when people are like hey, you haven't posted a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm shit. Um, go listen to episode two and three. They're yeah, scary. That's right. <laughs> um, so the first story that I had actually came from um, a girl named Jess. So Jess, I think she follows me on Instagram. And so she had sent me a message just being like, I have a story for you. Can I email it? So obviously I said yes. So she says, okay, well, it was a little... Over five years ago, I was maybe four to five months pregnant with my oldest daughter. My husband and I both worked night shift and we lived in a pretty shitty apartment. I was home by myself having the night off while my husband was at work. I was in the bedroom watching TV and kept hearing this metallic scraping noise from the kitchen. My bedroom door was shut, so it was a pretty loud noise. But since I was big and lazy at the time, I didn't investigate for a good 10 to 15 minutes since it also wasn't a huge nuisance. It was more of a background sound. But eventually I got tired of it and started thinking it sounded like a fork scraping around in the sink. I got up and went to the kitchen to check and there was no dishes in the sink at all. It freaked me out, so I waddled back to the bedroom and shut the door. Taking note, the door to the second bedroom was closed as well, also the bathroom door, because I did not want to look in there and see something. A few minutes later, the noise started again. Then I heard a noise like a door shutting, and I knew it wasn't our house because no one was home, but the noise was inside. I got up to check things out, at this point not happy that I was alone, and when I opened the bedroom door, I noticed the door to the second bedroom was open about midway. It had never done this before. I immediately shut it, checked the lock on the front door, and hid back in my bedroom. This happened again, me doing the same thing, then it happened a third time. And me being tired of dealing with Casper shit, slammed the bath the bedroom door shut and yelled like a crazy person in my in my empty apartment. I shut this door for a reason, now leave it shut and went back to my room. And that was all of it. The door never opened by itself again. I guess my hormones scared it off. Take care and stay awesome, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica, for that great story. I could only imagine being home alone and pregnant and having a ghost fucking around with me. No, thank you. I'd rather be home alone with a ghost than home alone with a baby. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to (laughs) do? Uh, okay. Or were you just gonna say rather than home alone by Pre- myself? No, home alone, oh.
1: pregnant. I was oh. no,
0: no, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to be pregnant at all. Not like you. Don't, not right you're now. Not my to, my okay. dream is
1: to have like a back baby where it's like I didn't know I was pregnant until I went to the bathroom. Oh my like, god! Yeah, that's, that's my dream. dream. That's that's really dream. <laughs> No prenatal
0: care? No. Just, just, just back a back baby. baby. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> a turlet baby. That's what I want. A turlet <laughs> baby. <laughs> a toilet baby. There's. If anyone's ever seen the Kroll show, have you ever seen it? No. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's with Nick Kroll. Oh. Um, Chelsea Peretti's on it. Oh. There's so many good people on it. And, uh, oh, my God. It's just so good. Is that her name? Chelsea Peretti. She's mm-hmm. in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so Delta delta It's so good. All right, the next message comes from Genesis. So Genesis is my Twitter friend, Mm -hmm. and she says, Hey, it's about time I send at least one of my creepy stories. All my life, my family has raised me to believe in God, the devil, angels, and demons. Same. Uh, I was raised Christian, and I've always felt more sensitive to the spiritual world that our veiled eyes stop seeing after reaching a certain age. I've seen spirits and demons before, and have also had scenarios where I don't see anything. Delta, <laughs> where I don't see anything and only feel a presence with me, while I also seeing physical activity go around, go on around my home. Uh, then she goes on to say, my house has the layout of the Paranormal Activity two movies, i.e., the living room at the front of the house near my front door is right next to the stairs. The door is under the stairway, or the door under the stairway in paranormal activity that leads to their basement is actually the door to my closet. That same closet has a little room at the back that we discovered when the wall covering gave through. We've been living here for almost two decades now. When we discovered the back room as kids, we loved to make up scary backstories as to why it had been boarded up. My parents always had us paranoid that the more stories we created, the more power we would give to an entity that happened to be listening if there was one (laughs) Mm -hmm. being the rebellious child that loved horror movies. I preferred to scare my siblings with made up stories of a demon living in the back room, going into the closet for shoes was enough to give us an adrenaline rush. Little did I know I was definitely giving energy to an entity that heard me one day while home alone on a Sunday, because I had made it a habit to skip church and sleep in, I was sitting in the second living room of my house which was to the right of the closet. So in terms of the paranormal activity to house layout, the living room with the sliding door that was next to the kitchen. I know exactly what she's talking about. As I sat there and scrolled through Facebook, I felt a weird shift in my home as though someone else had stayed home with me that day. While I was used to the settling noises of the place and could tell when another person roamed the house, knowing I was completely alone froze me on the couch. I kept feeling that whatever was in the house with me was getting closer, but biding its time. I do want to note that every door and window in my house was closed for this next part. When I looked towards the hallway that entered the other living room, I could only see the I could only see the closet door and the beginning of the stairway from my angle on the couch. I asked out loud, who stayed? Thinking I was hearing a sibling come downstairs and that maybe I hadn't realized they were here since they must have been sleeping. I got no response. But once I asked the question, my closet door opened very slowly. I was stuck on my couch, just watching and hearing the doorknob twist and swing entirely open in a very slow and calm manner. I distinctly remember thinking to myself something like, I can't believe I'm about to die, and all I've done today is scroll through Facebook. (laughs) Same. I didn't move from my couch. I simply kept my eye on the door, waiting for someone or something to emerge and attack me. I didn't speak anymore. I just watched the hung coats hovering or hung coats covering the rest of the closet space i sat there for two hours until i heard my front door unlocking and watched my family walk in from church every family member that lived at my house at the time except me had gone to church that day so i knew they weren't playing a trick on me i told my mom what happened because she asked me why i left the closet door wide open like that they all blamed the wind and my imagination even though i pointed out the closed windows and doors my mom made a joke that I had gone to ch- if I had gone to church regularly, I wouldn't be so scared of something so minor. <laughs> Catholic guilt. <laughs> I feel that. About a week or two passed, and by my two uh, about a week or two passed by, and my two sisters and I were sitting in the living room near the front door. We had our backs to the stairway, and I was recounting the story of the door opening. I wasn't afraid anymore since I wasn't alone, and I remember trying to tell the story as though I hadn't actually been frightened at the time. I remember bragging about staying in my seat when it happened because I was ready to face anything that would have come out of the closet. My sisters laughed at me and told me that I was just making up the story for attention. Just as I defended myself, three deliberate knocks came from, under, from the wall under the stairwell. The knocks came from the wall right behind where we were sitting on the couch. That wall was the left wall of the little back room we found in the closet. My sister's shocked faces told me that I wasn't the only one who had heard it. Instead of getting scared like them that time, I jumped up from the couch and excitedly told them, you see, you guys heard that. Now you know I wasn't making it up. They were both annoyed at me, though, because we've been taught not to give any attention to a spirit or entity since it energizes them. When we told my parents, they prayed over the house and blessed it with oil. Since then, we haven't had any activity from the closet, but I did search up what three knocks might have meant and found this death harbinger. Three, or I found this. Death Harbinger. Harbinger? Har- I don't know. I have no idea. Cool. Three knocks. An old superstition states that when a person hears three knocks, it means that someone has died. In many paranormal tales, when three knocks are heard at the door and no one is there, this means someone has died or is about to. We opened that closet when my parents began to pray for it that night, and there was nothing inside there. I honestly can't remember if someone knew if someone we knew died any time around that. But there's my short story. I'm sorry if it wasn't as descriptive as it could have been. It was. I hope it's spooky to you. It was. It still sends chills down my spine when I remember thinking about... To, thinking I was about to die that day that the door opened on its own. Oh. I know. So that was Genesis' story. I liked I've, that one. Me too. I've heard things about... um About three Like threes Yeah Before Have you ever read Anything about that Well I've
1: heard about it Because like in the In the bible Three is a a Important number Like you know The father Son, Holy ghost Jesus was 33 When he died Like And I remember Like three o'clock Is apparently
0: Like an important Time as well Mm -hmm. So So I was watching Um This show one time Like a long time ago Mm -hmm. And it was called Paranormal Survivor And it's actually filmed in Hamilton and it's real stories, but like the reenactments are filmed in Hamilton and they actually approached my parents to film our house. my parents said no, obviously, Um, but they filmed my neighbor's house. So the one day I was watching it and I just see my neighbor's house come up on the screen, just a fun backstory. But I noticed a pattern in these stories that anytime someone was attacked by like an evil spirit, That they would, if they got scratched, it was always three scratches. Interesting. Like a claw with three, like three claws or like a hand with three claws. So I Googled it and apparently it's like supposedly it's the devil's way of like mocking God. Mm -hmm. Because God's number is three, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? So that's a little tidbit.
1: That's really spooky. No, I, the thing with the old houses is that, I mean, I don't know about you, but Whenever I go into like older houses, like you'll get like a vibe and you'll be like, Oh, this is like really spooky, but I'd like props to them for staying there. I would have been like, And I'm out, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna make it on my own, family. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) See ya. I'm gonna make
1: it on my own. Oh my god.
0: That's Um, really
1: interesting.
0: I remember when I went to go see that psychic, her house, when I went into it, I was like Oh this is an old house And like I get a very Mm. Very creepy vibe in here Like you could tell There was something in there But That's so weird No
1: I I don't know I think like When you read up On any of these things Like anything that's related To like God or the devil Is obviously terrifying Yeah Yeah My family was never uh, Like never gave any weight to like ghosts or anything like even yeah. obviously there was like my grandparents are super catholic and there are things like you could say or you don't say or things are a sin or like you know make the side of the cross after things but it was never like yeah honestly like i don't even know if like my parents even like believe in well no i know my dad does but yeah, like because of that you told yeah story of where we used to live podcast, but yeah. like uh like we've never i don't know i think people would just be like in my family like you're fucking nuts there's more things to worry about like we don't have enough money for like to move yeah <laughs> to move again just deal
0: with it um my parents never talked about ghosts but I remember distinctly my mom being like if your friends ever play with a Ouija board you do not oh. play you leave the house immediately yes. Like it was like not good yes but. I
1: remember just being terrified of Ouija boards as well but like yeah. like you'd be a over and someone's like
0: Let's bust this open. You're like, okay, it's at yeah. my house. <laughs> i I think I've only played with a Ouija board twice. Mm-hmm. And it was so stupid. The one time I was like, okay, you're moving it, I know you are. Right. And the other time nothing happened at all. Man. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I think that's really uh I don't know. I, that's 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 spooky though. The yeah. the thing the the three knocks would have got me, I would have been yeah. done.
0: Oh, speaking of Ouija boards, my Mm -hmm. brother was playing with a Ouija board with his friends one time, Mm -hmm. and they were, like, talking to, I guess, like, a soldier. He said he was a soldier and he died in the war, and they asked him how he died, and he started spelling out gibberish, like, just, like, letters and numbers, but they had somebody there writing down his responses, so they wrote down all the letters and numbers, and afterwards, they Googled the gibberish, and it was, like, a type of bomb. (gasps) Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. And no, like, how uh, would
0: no, you... no, no. Like, and they were, I think they were still in high school at that time. So, like, it's not like any of them knew uh, what, like, a, like the name of a bomb from, like, World War II was or anything like that. You know what I mean? That's spooky. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, gosh. Anyway, you've got a story for us.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple. So, like, we were talking, um about just, like, our area, like, where we live, and I just recently moved uh, down in the Niagara area, obviously on the Canadian side, and there's a lot of, like, really old places there because of the uh, War of 1812 took place in and around that area. Um, so I've known about a couple of these haunted, like, restaurants and things in, the, in Niagara-on-the-Lake. One of them um, is called the Old Angel Inn, and it's actually a really... Uh, it's a really cool like pub type place
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but there's this story that uh, goes about um obviously the war of 1812 about uh captain colin swayze a british soldier so this is the story and this is from a huffington post article about uh night on the lake so the inn was overrun by american soldiers led to the good um okay sorry so I'm just the tragic intail tells of colin Captain Colin Swayze, a British soldier who, de- soldier who delayed his retreat during the outbreak of the War of 1812 to rendezvous with his true love. The inn, at the time, I guess, yeah, it wasn't a restaurant, obviously, overrun by American soldiers, led for the captain to go hiding in a barrel by the cellar. Um, not to be outdone, the invaders used their bayonets to slash and stab every possible hiding place, including the fateful barrel of Captain Swayze. He was fatally wounded, and to this day, people staying in the inn's colonel room swear that they can hear noises. Others reported strange happenings in the dining room, rearranged place uh, settings, all because it's believed that the captain is fated to walk the inn at night looking for his long-lost love. Legend has it that the ghost will remain harmless while the British flag flies over the inn, which it does to this day, which is pretty spooky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently, there's also... um. A legend of the Watcher in downtown uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake. And uh, many visitors and town folk report witnessing a strange blue light or orb floating nightly throughout the town. Speculation has it that this is the spirit of a long-dead town constable who patrols the town in the wee hours of darkness. That's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's that's safe. I love Niagara-on-the-Lake. It's such a quaint town. with like You can tell it's...
1: It's definitely spooky, though. I mean... The cemeteries there, it was actually, this is a really, so one day, uh, a couple years ago, me and my boyfriend, Matt, we took, like, the day off to go, like, wandering Niagara-on-the-Lake. Yeah. And we're, walk- like, uh, we love old cemeteries and things, so we're walking through this one, and it's got, like, you know, soldiers from that, from that time period. Yeah. and Uh, so I was walking and I fell, like I tripped over a stone and I fell. And when I landed right in front of me, it was, it said, it said just Elizabeth on stone, which is mine. Yeah. Which is my name for people on thing. And so I was tripped up. Obviously it's a common name, but I just thought it was so like that I fell completely like smack into this stone. It was so weird. That is so creepy. It was so creepy. Um, so there's a couple other ones. So this one, I guess is the... Famous one called the Sobbing Sophia. Okay. Okay. So during the 1812, 1812 war is like chock full of stories. <laughs> British hero General Isaac Brock fell in love with the beautiful Lady Sophia Shaw who resided with her parents in the home on the corner of John and Mary Strait. They were devoted to each other but Lady Sophia's parents refused to allow their marriage. Though an elegant hero, Brock was not born of nobility. Their affair continued, and General Brock Brock swore he would return to marry her. Tragically, Hiki was killed in the battle. Sophia never recovered and stayed true to Brock, never marrying. She is commonly spotted wandering the halls of the manor house, crying in despair, longing for the man she loved, hence the name Sobbing Sophia. So, wow. Oh, and it's a, uh, her house was renamed the Brockamore Manor. And today you can reserve her room, her bedroom, and stay there. Oh, God. Let's do it! Road trip on site!
0: You and Chrissy keep saying, "Let's go stay at a haunted park." We don't bed have to stay, but we like, can just go because there's yeah. a couple
1: of them. I like the, that area is so like even the battlefields. That's so I know. So if you think that Marie and should take this show on the road and like <laughs> we'll go talk to people who work there, you know what?
0: You're right. We should probably we should do, do that. I so right, you're send
1: right. Marie messages. Just yeah, that you should she should do it. Yeah, that'd be right. so cool.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. This next one that I have here is from my friend BB. I've told a few of her stories on the podcast before. I just... Yes. I adore her. Um, but she she's like, if you ever come down to Florida, like, we'll go do stuff like that. Like, I want to so bad. But um, maybe that's what I'll do for my 30th. I've been thinking about it. But anyways, so... I had put out a thing on Twitter today Because I knew that we were going to be recording And I was just like send me your spooky stories Because like I'm recording tonight And I already had a couple But I thought like I could always use a couple more And so BB wrote in and she said "Uh, Since Mardi Gras is upon us My dad was staying in New Orleans And had a spooky experience years ago As you know New Orleans is one of the most haunted places in America Anyways he was walking down an alleyway In broad daylight to get to his bed Or to get to his bed and breakfast when he saw a man dressed in 18th century period clothing. He thought, cool, a street performer. That's when the man saw my dad looking at him, got a surprised look on his face and walked straight through a brick wall. My dad, I know your face. My dad realized that the reason why he looked so surprised was that he must have been shocked that my dad was able to see him. Again, this was broad daylight. Also, my dad isn't really sensitive to spirits. He said he looked completely solid, too, until he walked through the wall, of course. And I just went, oh, my God. And she goes, right? He just recently told me this story, too. And I'm like, um, you never thought to tell me this before. (laughs) I really adore BB. All right. So that was great. Great story. Did I ever
1: tell you the story about uh, my brow girl? Did I tell that story on this podcast? No, tell it. So this is like I trust her. So she's my my friend Lacey. She's also like we met Listen, as my, a brow girl. I trust girl. all
0: brow girls, especially after we've I the know. Right? Lives I know. Toronto.
1: I know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so this is like a really spooky story that she told me. But she, her boyfriend's, um, had a childhood friend like um who. No, nah, let me just tell this story. So her boyfriend's sister. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. So I'm just trying to get it right because I don't want it to be like, oh, a friend of a friend of no, mine. No, 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 it's okay. So one day, um, okay, so my friend told me, this, and I literally, this. it's the spookiest thing, okay? So okay. they live in Orangeville, uh, mm-hmm. which is like outside of Toronto area-ish. And one day, like this friend, I'll change his name, I'll change his name to like Rob. So this uh, friend of her boyfriend uh, would always just pop into their house, or they haven't like, like they you know were friends for like a really long time, um, and so like their house was like the meeting place on the street. So uh, so the guy, the friend, comes into their house one day and Rob. said, "Yeah, Rob is like, oh, is uh, is Kenny here?" And the sister, uh, Kenny's sister, said, "No, he's supposed to be back any minute." And so Rob said okay, I'm not going to stay, just tell him that I'm okay, like everything's okay. And so he left. And so when the sister like uh, told Kenny about it, he was like, that's funny because Rob's missing, like he had gotten into some trouble and like he was staying in a halfway house. Oh Anyways, God. it turns out that he had been dead for three days and they oh found his God. body and he had been murdered and some kind of... Sh- scuffle like outside of the halfway house
0: yeah oh my god so it just
1: there was no way that this could have lined up like whatsoever that is such a good it's terrifying it's terrifying too it is sad it's all but but like but yeah when she told me that i was like she was like doing my brows and i was like just stop just stop
0: ask her for more stories for the podcast
1: i she has told me some
0: like tell me more
1: (laughs) Just, like, you
0: know, you know how little kids
1: say, like, the creepiest things. Yeah. So, like, little kid, like, her same boyfriend's nephew or something was, like, I can't sleep. There's a little boy in my room who says, like, oh, my God. who says this is his house or something. And oh, it was, like, God. yeah, you're, like, what do you, like, what do you say? I can't
0: deal with little kid ghosts. That's something that I just yeah. can't deal with. No. me yeah, either. What do you got? What is this? Okay, so this is the hometown haunt of Austin, Texas. So, Austin, thank you for listening to me. Happy President's Day. And you were the top listener this week, so thank you. Um, And I'm doing a new thing for my podcast now. Before I do the hometown haunt, I... Mew and I both love animals. Love it. And I'm going to promote, um, this is not paid advertising. I've just literally Googled uh, an animal rescue from Austin, Texas. And I'm just going to, from now on, the hometown haunt, we also give a shout out to an animal rescue that's oh, I like in it. the hometown. So this one is called Austin Pets Alive. And um, I went to their about page, so I'll just read you a bit from here. So their mission is to promote and provide the resources, education, and programs needed to eliminate the killing of companion animals. When Austin Pets Alive started rescuing animals in 2008, Austin was somewhat rich in resources that prevented births. For almost 10 years, more and more resources were put into spay and neuter programs, but the live outcome rate at our city shelter was stuck around 50%. Of course, the population of Austin was quickly growing, so it's likely that the spay and neuter resources were helping, uh the live outcome rate from getting worse. While several resources were going into prevention and reducing intake, there was no effort to increase live outcomes from the shelter. Austin Pets Alive saw that gap and created programs to save the key demographics of pets that hadn't been making it out of the municipal shelter alive. These key groups of animals included puppies with uh, parvovirus, unweaned kittens, cats with ringworm, Dogs and cats in need of additional behavioral support and or additional medical attention. By developing comprehensive innovative programs that targeted these key groups of animals and pulling directly from the euthanasia lists, Austin Pets Alive has saved more than 40,000 dogs and cats since 2008. Wow. Uh, The success of their programs and the excellent work of other local animal welfare organizations has led Austin to save more than 90% of their animals since 2011, which is amazing. Um, So you can go to their website. It's www.austinpetsalive.org and um, adopt a pet if you're living in Austin and you're looking for a a pup or a cat or any any animal. Or donate. Or donate. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely you can donate. Sorry. Should have definitely mentioned that. All right. So Austin, um, your haunt, I'm going to do the Texas Governor's Mansion. Um, It is said to be haunted by tormented ghosts. Located in Austin, Texas, is the fourth oldest executive residence in the, U- in the U.S. So g- good for President's Day. This beautiful mansion was built in 1854 and has been continuously inhabited by Texas governors since 1856. The Texas governor's mansion was declared a historic landmark in 1962. And in 1970, it was listed as an actual governor's mansion in the National Register of Historic Places. The mansion's history has included many occupants over the years. The residents of Austin will tell you that many of these occupants have never left. The spooky tenants left behind are believed to be many with at least two former governors. One of the most popular stories is about a 19-year-old man. Uh, The legend says that he was visiting the mansion when Pendleton Murrah held the office as the final Confederate governor of Texas. The story goes on to tell of how the young man fell head over heels for the governor's niece. It's so always similar. Lo- it's yours. always love, it's guys. It's always love.
1: Oh shit! <laughs> the
0: young man proposed to the girl, and she denied his proposal, leaving him brokenhearted. He then returned to the quaint little guest room he occupied in the in the north wing <gasps> of the mansion. You're reading. Sorry.
1: <I'm>
0: <laughs> No, it's not, is it? Yeah, it's Hank. Hank's locked up in the basement. No, he's right... Oh, he got out. Ghost cat. Ghost (laughs) cat.
1: Sorry. I'm really sorry I ruined it for your friends. Your friends. Your listeners.
0: I'm sorry. This is the best episode. (laughs) From now on, I'm going to tell people, just go listen to episode 17. (laughs) okay sorry what happened was my cat um who i thought i locked up in the basement obviously found his way out and libby's dog just barked at him anyways it's fine okay so what libby gasped at we'll get back to the story was he then returned to the quaint little guest room he occupied in the north wing of the great mansion and he shot himself in the head uh, the tale goes on to say that only a short time passed before they began to hear cries and wails of someone sad and tormented coming from the tiny room. It was so soon that servants hadn't even cleaned up the blood splatters hovering the room. The servants told stories of loud banging at night that would keep the occupants and visitors up at night. Eventually, the next governor, Andrew J. Hamilton, went ahead and had the door sealed up due to the continuous complaints. The haunted happenings were said to have continued well into the 20th century when they finally unsealed the door. Even since the unsealing of the door, witnesses still hear the creepy, tormented cries of the young man to this day. Oh. As I was reading it the first time, I was like, I wonder if they unsealed the door. And I found out they did, obviously.
1: I just wish someone would have been like, there are other girls. I know. Don't I know. I have to
0: show you the funniest tweet that I saw today. Oh, man. (laughs) It just reminded me of that. Okay, Uh, the two governors that are said to haunt the residence are Sam Houston, who died in 1863 in Huntsville, Texas, and Pendleton Murrah, who died in 1965 in Monterey, uh, Nuevo Leon, Mexico. I'm so, I butchered it. Murrah says, Murrah is said that the move, or Murrah is said the move, this isn't written properly. Said to move freely. Said to move freely about the massive mansion and its surrounding property. Witnesses have seen his dark figure in multiple spots. Houston's spirit seems to stay confined to the room he occupied when he was governor. The room still has his large mahogany bed. Creepy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Other residents and visitors of Austin have also claimed to have seen what appeared to be a young man screaming in anguish through the window. The angst-ridden spirit was said. To <gasps> the angst <angst-ridden laughs> spirit was said to have just appeared or pressed against the window. The face of what appeared to be a young man along with his um, were pressed up against the window with just his mouth visible. The witnesses claim that it appears his mouth was open and a blood curdling scream could be heard.
1: I don't like that. No. No.
0: So what I say is. By the way, this was this was from backpack backpackerverse.com. I just take, like to give out a shout of out that to the writers. Bed. So. Get in a Certa or a Sealy, Casper, a Casper mattress. A Casper mattresses come in a sm- How do they do yeah. it? Box. <laughs> Tired of
1: those pesky governors ruining your mansion in Texas? Well, now with a Casper mattress, <laughs> oh you're gonna sleep like you're dead. <laughs>
0: The no need to of free <laughs> yes.
1: advertising. I've done this episode. We need a hello fresh. I, I have a. Story. I have another. I have another story. That I totally forgot. Oh my just God, about, Well, okay. So, have you ever been to the screaming tunnel in Niagara on the Lake? I've never been there. Okay. No. So I, as a young teen. Not a teen. Well, yes. I was, like, a 19-ish. That's teen. Yeah, it's a teen. It's
0: teen at the end of the number.
1: Uh, we used to, like, drive around just, like, dumb places, and, like, one of them was the Screaming Tunnel in Niagara Falls, and there's a legend that it's haunted, so uh, it's, like, just off of Lundy's Lane in Niagara, and the legend is, like, if you – so this is – well, this is the backstory, so – uh, it's, it's said to be hosted by haunted by a, a young girl. Um, there are various versions of the background story, but the most common one tells of a, her nearby farmhouse uh, catching on fire, and once while she was engulfed in flames, she ran out of the house and into the tunnel where she died screaming. Uh, and her remains are supposedly buried in the nearby Warner Cemetery. So what you do is you go out by yourself into the center of the tunnel,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: light a match, and that's when you're supposed to see her. She blows it out, and you hear a scream. Oh my
0: god! So like god. half
1: the time it's just getting your friend to go into the middle of the tunnel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so we've done it. Like I remember we had to like climb through fucking. Sorry, I don't know if you swear on this I podcast. Do all the time. Okay, we had to sweat like um, climb through friggin. Rocky banks into this down tunnel, and it's like it was built. I guess, uh, it's a high culvert of rough cut stone that's under the ca- Canadian National Railway tracks. So, um, it's like in the middle of friggin' nowhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I didn't do it, obviously, I was too chicken, shit yeah, but course. I guess, like, yeah, if you go in there at night, it's pretty, it is really spooky. Uh, but have your
0: friends done it? Yeah,
1: so like, obviously, one of the guys, like that we were with, they would go and do it. But, yeah. like, it's just that rush of, can it's, you walk into the middle of the tunnel? Yeah. And it's it's really spooky. So if if you're in the area, definitely, and you have a good dare, definitely go do it.
0: Oh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even go to the Hermitage in the middle of the night when my friends would go.
1: I used to go, but there would be so many people there that you're kind of like, I don't
0: really... When I was there, like, with my friends, who we were the only people oh, there. Oh, really? Really? And I stayed in the car. Me and my friend Stacy just stayed in the car.
1: That's smart. That's in like the Magnetic Hill. That's another one.
0: In Burlington or Hamilton? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been to Magnetic Hill with, um, I went with my friend Becca and her sister. Yeah. But that didn't scare me.
1: No, it's, I mean, only when they tell you that it's like little kids pushing your car out of there. I just don't believe Um, that So what's another one? Oh, Oh, gosh, they're all creepy.
0: There's so many good ones in Niagara.
1: Um, okay, so here's one. Uh, the Mildred M. Mahoney Dolls House Gallery, already terrifying. Oh my god, On the yeah. banks of the Niagara River in Fort Erie, is said to be one of the most haunted places in the region. It was built in 1835, making it one of the oldest buildings in Fort Erie. And it is said to contain an underground tunnel used for smuggling escaped slaves out of the U.S. Oh, how nice is that? <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Good for you. Um, How nice is that? How nice.
0: How sweet.
1: A child trying to escape into Canada is said to have drowned in it when the levels of the river rose and flooded the tunnel. The entrance was blocked off with bricks following another death in the tunnel, and the basement was used to house um, escapees. Outside the basement, former employees of the now-closed museum say they used to see a woman holding flowers standing on the main staircase, and the smell of lilac comes and goes only around the area every so often. A pink dollhouse that used to be on the second floor was also known to have been moved by around the house by itself.
0: Oh my god! Fuck. No, thank you. I kind of want to go there now, though. Ow. Ow. Mm. Ow.
1: Oh. You could just be like, "It's a doll museum," and right away be like, "Nope, no, not going." I know. I know. Nope.
0: <laughs> have you seen the the wax museums? Like all the terrible Beyonce's that are in Niagara
1: Falls. Listen, Niagara Falls (laughs) is a shit show. It's like the... I've never been to Vegas, but I feel like I don't need to because this is like Vegas's janky cousin who like has a trailer. Yep.
0: That's exactly what it is.
1: Uh, I've been to both. Oh, man. Um,
0: That's exactly what it is. And I get that... Oh, my God. I remember when I was in Antigua with Steven, um, this guy that was driving us said that it... On his bucket list before he dies, he wants to see Niagara Falls. And it just makes me laugh. Like, it makes me laugh because to us, we're like, it's Niagara Falls. But I guess to everyone else in the world, they're like, it's one of the seven wonders of the world. What do you mean it's just Niagara Falls? And I'm like, well, go check out the really horrible wax figured Beyoncé's. They're so bad. Oh, gosh. They're bad.
1: Um, Oh, man. There's a lot of cemeteries down there. Thanks. There's they're haunt, haunted by people who made them being like I could have done better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't Taylor I Swift. I
0: need to fix her cheekbones.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely we need a road trip. We need a road trip for Niagara. The
0: that Niagara would be a on the good Lake one. area. Niagara on the Lake I'll do like a bed and back, a bed and breakfast or like even just like a lunch place. I
1: wanna go down to Texas. No, that was too That was too southern. I guess Texas is more like I don't know. I want to go to the governor's mansion. I guess Most so. people died.
0: I want to go to Atlanta, Georgia. Me too. So I do want to go
1: there. I guess it's super haunted there. But I really then I do. like... Fuck, that's fucking scary.
0: I really do want to go to New Orleans too.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if I want to fuck with that, like, Mama Juju, Juju? shit. I know. Or that, uh, what is it, Santeria? Or no. Yeah, is it Santeria? I don't even know. Yeah, that's like a... Pra- like a religion type yeah. thing. But there's... Yeah, I want to go there too.
0: I want to go. I don't want to fuck with anything. I just want to go.
1: I'm just going to wear like a clove That's of garlic list. like chucked nicely into my... For vampires. And the, then like uh, crucifix earrings, <laughs> crucifix like necklaces. The pepper. Like the yeah. Italian pepper. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then I'm just going to have like random like a holy squirt water bottle. Squirt yeah. Just, <laughs> just squirt random... It would be hilarious. A full
0: Windex bottle, full yeah, of holy
1: water. It's <laughs> just like I, like, ma'am, you can't bring this much liquid onto the plane. Uh, Squeeze me, spray them in the this face. This is holy
0: water. You are. Yeah. This is religious freedom. Exactly. And... Don't try to stifle me, oh ma'am.
1: Oh my god. People are complaining that you smell like garlic.
0: Santa Maria.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Spooky. Uh,
0: spooky, scary. All right. I think okay. we're done.
1: I liked that one. I'll have to find more, like, ghost stories for you and then make we're drag there. you out to my hood for to go wander in a muck with the ghosts. Wander
0: in a muck. Yeah. Well, if you, if any of you people still listening to us that didn't turn it off when I said sorry about your president mm. want to send me sorry about that. Like, like, sorry that I said it. But if you want to send me any cool ghost stories or creepy stories, I really, really like stories about, like, hidden rooms. That's Mm. fucking awesome. Stories about cults. I will love to listen to stories about cults or, like, creepy things that have happened and then you're like, turns out a cult used to lived in my house. Like, that would be sick. You know what I like? What?
1: I like haunted objects, like haunted uh, dolls objects. and things oh, I like that. Do a
0: whole episode about haunted objects. If anyone has a haunted object story,
1: there's a couple of good YouTube videos that you should check oh, out. Yeah. But like, if anyone has anything that they swear is haunted, like definitely tell Marie.
0: Yeah, it's email good. me, send me DMs, slide into my DMs,
1: send them to ninety eight. <laughs> oh my god, no,
0: <laughs> kill you I would have been
1: like no we gotta record it all over again send your dolls to the doll museum of Niagara on the lake oh my god Marie
0: will go pick them up there. that's right um no you can send me a a dm on twitter or instagram it's at splendora underscore or you can email me it's adorantiem at gmail.com um and just tell me your cool creepy story alien stories good they scare me but i'll take them cult stories i want them demon stories all the time all haunted time. objects haunted dolls haunted yep. paintings i want them anything weird creatures like the chupacabra near death experiences too those near-death are good near death experiences i need them send me them mm-hmm. and i don't need a near death experience for myself but i want to hear yours yeah. and or someone you know or someone you know or It happened to a friend of a friend of yours. Spooky stories. (laughs) All right. That's it. Thank you for listening. Stay spooky. Bye.